0: Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Founders 365. This is me, Stephen Haggerty. And today I'm joined by the Kalpash Patel. And uh, I say the because he's written the on the video for those uh, for those <laughs> listening. Good. How are you doing? Welcome to the show. Wonderful.
1: Thank you, Stephen. Great to be here
0: good man Um, really nice to have you on Uh, we've been connected for quite some time uh, and it's uh, we we haven't really chatted that much we've had a couple of conversations but so I'm really intrigued to figure out more about what you're up to what your focus is nowadays Um, so for everyone viewing and listening what is it you do?
1: That's such a huge question.
0: I know, answer,
1: big, I question. <laughs> big question. Big straight question.
0: Straight up there with the big question. I
1: know. Well, if I had to capture it in a, a sentence or two, I would say I'm a, I'm a lifetime entrepreneur. It's all I've ever known. I've never had a job. Mm-hmm. And so I love, love that space. I help business owners get through the, the jungle, as I say, the business jungle, right? So yeah. uh, a lot of entrepreneurs coming into this space have no clue what it is to be an entrepreneur or a business owner. And a lot of business owners have no clue why they got into it in the first place. They kind of forget along the way. Mm. So I remind them that, you know, at some point there would have been a dream attached to that everyday activity. And so I kind of, if, they, if they're at the beginning of the journey, I warn them of all the uh, pitfalls and things to look out for and all the you know great things that are available on the other side of that forest. But I do make sure that they know that there's a, a very, very hectic middle ground that they've got to get through before <laughs> they kind of before they call themselves an entrepreneur too many people give themselves that label without actually having ah, a clue what it takes it's right
0: Funny you say that that was actually going to be one of my questions <laughs> in, in the sense of because i'm a, I'm a firm believer i used to call myself an entrepreneur but i have i don't have called myself an entrepreneur in years because i really feel like the word has been very diluted yes
1: please try isn't it yeah yeah so I, i'm trying to highlight what an entrepreneur is right and then the Ooh, business side is a completely different category. yeah <laughs> The the, the business owners are, you know, they're people that have got past that, but now they're in another phase where they've built this business. It pays them and hopefully it pays a few other people as well. You know, they're employing staff and whatnot. They've got the, they've got past the, uh, if you like, the the initial ideas to something measurable Mm -hmm. and now it's working and it's, you know, the, the numbers are on their side. But then there's a whole different set of challenges that come with that. Right. And that's how do I scale? How do I leverage? How do I free myself ultimately that's the big question that gets forgotten along the ways. you know, they, they forget that the whole goal was to create a business that then gave them freedom. Yeah. Most of the time, not everyone, but most of the time, that's the end of the game. Mm. And you can forget very quickly when you're caught up in the, you know, in, in your overalls with with dirty hands, <laughs> doing the daily daily work that needs to be done. So I, I coach and mentor owners of businesses because I've, I've been in all of those spaces and uh, because I've never had a job, all I know is how to build businesses, scale businesses, sell businesses, and uh, turn businesses around, you know, my, yeah. my whole life has been that. So that's one part of my life. And then I've got this whole, whole other area that I'm really super passionate about, and that's making a difference. And uh, the, the two cross over a lot, but the, the how I do most of my making a difference, if you like, on a larger scale as I do public speaking. Yeah. So in you know, touch with I'm blessed. I get called by companies around the world that pay for me to jump on planes and live in nice hotels and deliver my content if you like my, my stories my learnings my experiences with their large audiences and uh, so it's, it's uh, a gift that i've been given is the ability to get on stage and as i often say it's not me when i'm on stage it's a there's another avatar that kind of takes over and stuff comes out of me and i'm like wow i just said that that was cool <laughs> Those moments. yeah I, i'm just uh i'm at home when i'm on stage i often say that i'm uh that, that's when i get to play that's my playground yeah it's uh, speaking, is one
0: of, speaking is one of those tools that I, I'm a big believer that everyone should try and learn to their best of the ability. Um, not everyone wants to be on stage. Not everyone wants to speak. But even, you know, doing podcasts and things like that, it's a form of speaking. Right. Oh, um, absolutely. What would you say is the biggest benefit of of speaking to audiences and speaking to either in live events or or even through online webinars and places like that? You
1: reach more people. For me, it's as simple as that. It's just um, I, I read something <clears throat> excuse me, many years ago that uh, kind of just left a, a, an interesting image in my head. And uh, I can't remember who's, who was it. I think it might have been one of Zig Ziglar's um, old cassettes. We're talking about like 25 years ago. Yeah, yeah, back in the day. <laughs> and he talked about this uh, grandfather and child. I think they're walking along the beach. There was tons of starfish washed ashore. And uh, the grandfather picked one up, threw it back in the sea. And then walked a little bit more. He picked another one up and threw it back in the sea. And the grand, the grandson was like, "Grandfather, why, you know, why are you bothering? You know, you can't make a difference. There's so many starfish here." And he picked up another one, threw it in the sea, and said, it "Made a difference to that one." Mm-hmm. And I guess for me, uh, doing it, doing webinars, podcasts, uh, or, or stage events just allows you to reach a lot more starfish. Yeah, and uh, you know, reach a lot more people, right? But ultimately, every human being wants to add some kind of value to someone along the way so uh, i often say the highest value that a human being receives in their last lifetime is a glance a look a smile a little nod an acknowledgement that they did something that made a mm-hmm. difference it's the best feeling in the world and you can get it from opening doors for people although i know lately that's become a little bit offensive in some in uh, <laughs> yeah. some sectors of the world but you know you can little acts of kindness that just you know, sometimes you know what? Thank you. There's there's still some niceness on the planet. Mm. I mean, it's like okay, how can I be that as often as possible for the world? Right?
0: Do you remember the first
1: time you um you stood on stage? I do. I'll never forget it. It was uh, in the 1997, and I joined a network marketing company, and I'd just I often say accidentally um, <laughs> got myself to the first rank. I didn't have a clue what I was doing back then, but you know, it's my first gig in the industry. Yeah. I achieved a rank or a pin and my sponsor at the time who was hosting meetings invite me to speak on, uh, to come and just do my testimonial. And what was really amazing. And I'd seen many other people do their testimonials before in the previous weeks, before I I got on stage and all of them used to speak about how scary it was and how their knees were shaking and palms were sweating and, you know, they were sweating and clamming up and brain would go dead and like, you know, forget everything, like all of those things. And I was like, when he called me up, there was a moment of all of that fear. Like, oh crap. I hope none of that happens to me. Heart pounding, all of that like kicked in, right? The the nerves of the stories of what it means. I've never done it before. No clue what it even means. And I got up on stage as I, as I turned around and faced the audience. I took a deep breath and I was waiting for this, all of the things that people described, and none of it was there. And I started talking. And I was like, it was. I found it really easy. I found it yeah. almost uncomfortably easy. I just did it and got a massive round of applause, standing ovation, all that people were blown away. My upline was blown away, sat down. And at the end of that, loads of people came to me and said, wow, thank you for sharing all the great stuff that comes when you get on stage and share your heart, right? But what was interesting is that my leaders, my team leaders came to me and said, how was that for you? And you looked natural. And I said, I felt natural. And I guess for me, that was uh, the first moment that I realized that for me, it was like a gift. Like I was just, it was just there. It was an undiscovered talent.
0: Mm. And when, I have did no you, clue. when did you then realize that you can turn it into a business?
1: Uh, <clears throat> along that path, um, I, I kind of came into it accidentally, if you like, because the network marketing industry kind of pays better if you're the one on stage. It kind of just mm. goes hand in hand or you know, chicken and egg situation. But the better you do, the more people you speak in front of, To help your teams and other people, and that led to me just getting really, really great at speaking in front of audiences. But what I found is I I would get really bored about talking about the company's products and services, and you know their pay plans. Like their powerpoints always used to bore me. So what I would do is I'd put my PowerPoint to one side and I'd just share my story. So it was like an extended testimonial. So whereas a testimonial used to be like no more than thirty to sixty seconds. My story could be 15, 20 minutes, half an hour, it got longer and longer and longer because <laughs> I, I was making a bigger difference that way. I was creating massive connection with the audience, building huge rapport. What back then, I'm talking 24 years ago, all of the distinctions of today weren't around of uh, mm-hmm. you know, kind of the the t- tactics and strategies. I was just doing what felt right for me here. And that meant sharing value, what you today you would call delivering value. I'd get up and share, and I'd connect with the audience, and literally individually ask people like, "What are you challenged with in your life? What are you doing? You know, what are you up to? What do you like to improve?" And I guess I was coaching rather than presenting. Um, So I'd deliver free coaching, if you like, in in live audiences, and that really allowed me to realize what my passion was, and that was making the difference. And then the business would be an afterthought. Be like, "Okay, listen, that's me done," and I'd normally get somebody else that joined recently cut to do the logistics because anyone can. Regurgitate slides that bored yeah. the hell out. I'm not a slide regurgitator. I'm a storyteller, right? So I'd do that part, and then I'd pass the, the rest on to somebody else. Mm. So then, as that grew, it was only a matter of time. As the audiences got bigger, it went from 20 30 people, fifty to hundred people, and then four or five hundred people in a room showing up every week to hear my story. Uh, that that just the engagement level was that that awesome. People could just relate to it, and uh, at some point, I can't remember when it was. It would have been maybe within the next couple of years. I had somebody from a, a banking background, uh, you know, quite high up in the banking industry, that achieved a lot of success in that space. Came to me at the end and said, "Look, would you mind coming and talking to some of my people at my at my company?" And that that was the first time that I guess I became a public speaker. I was like, "Yeah, somebody wants to pay me <laughs> and they pay me well to come and speak to an audience, not about the network marketing stuff, just about my my front end stuff, yeah, like the stuff that I was just doing for fun and to engage." He's like, I'd love you to come and share that with, with my people that's my story as an entrepreneur and the stuff that I do you know my whole journey of how my life kind of was showing up for me sure. throughout my journey
0: and how did that feel when you uh, when you stepped into that bank and you were sharing it in that sense and you and you were being paid to share it
1: yeah it was bliss i I, I really found my sweet spot I would say It's uh, <laughs> like you can get paid really to share your story which let's face it who doesn't love sharing their story, right? It's like, everyone's got one. Once you start sharing it and inspiring people, as I say, we all love making a difference. If you can share a story and even one person lights up, goes, wow, has a moment, then you know they come up to the end and say, do you know what, that part or that part, or when you said mm. that, dang, that was me. It's what we live for, right? It's like, wow, yes, another starfish, whew, done. Uh, yeah, I love that
0: starfish, right? <laughs> yeah. um, how, how do you
1: how do you stand out
0: from the crowd for being a speaker? Because there's seems to be every, every other person is a speaker at the moment. uh, Some, some great, some not so great. Uh, But how do you stand? How do, well, not you particularly, but how, how would anyone stand out
1: from that, that crowd? Do you know what? Great question. I'm so glad you've asked, because as you say, there's with, with all of these things, especially the last 10 to 15 years has been, For me, who's somebody that's led by the heart and committed to leaving the world a better place, having for having been in it, is is my main commitment. For me, when I started noticing the plagiarization of the words "coaching," like I said, I was coaching before I knew even that was even a word. Right, I was just (laughs) helping people. I used to call it helping people. Yeah. And then it became called coaching. Um, I used to get on stage and inspire, and then it became public speaking. Then people started selling courses. On how to be a public speaker but they weren't public speakers they just read a book on how to be a public speaker mm-hmm. and now you could pay them thousands of pounds and they tell you everything they read in that book about being a public speaker like that kind of industry started kicking in yeah I was just cringing all the time I felt like people just abusing these amazing um, professions if you like uh, just to, to line their pockets mm-hmm. and so the best speakers I've ever met to this date and that inspire me and hopefully I inspire others to take that path too are speakers that speak from the heart and genuinely want to make a difference.
0: Yeah. Like like they're
1: they're doing it for greater good.
0: Who would you say say your top three speakers are then? Have to ask that question after that.
1: You do, and they're not (laughs) the typical ones. Um, If I went back in time, I would say they used to be, and and I'm very clear about this, they used to be uh, the Tony Robbins, Les Brown. And say Zig Ziglar type that 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 was my old. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, they're amazing. The,
0: the, the classic list, and then as I started
1: finding my ground, sorry,
0: I said the classic list,
1: <laughs> yeah, the classic list. But as I've matured, I guess, in my own awareness, that's changed a lot. So now, my favorite one that's always stayed the course that was there then and is still there now is Jim Rowan. Mm-hmm. He is my absolute all-time favorite. And I guess that's the separating of the, the, the what I call the levels of tr- just that, that heart-led genuine talk. Mm-hmm. Um, the others are very scripted. I mean, uh, again, taking nothing away from scripted speakers. But for me, heartfelt speaking. So my most recent is uh, Sadhguru. I don't know if you've heard of him. No, I haven't actually. Yeah. Okay, Satguru is somebody... He's a a saintly guy in India, but he's just gone viral in the last couple of years on Mm. uh, YouTube and social media. He's he's got a great social media team behind him, but he's just this guy that speaks from the heart and speaks profound wisdom Mm. to the masses and for no agenda, no funnels, no sales, no, like he's just, there's nothing going on. He's just here. He's awakened. He's enlightened and he's here to make a difference. Yeah, um, and and I love that. I love the fact that you know it's not like and in order to go on in the background. Like, I'm going to deliver this amazing talk so that I can do something with you at the end. Like, there's no doing something at the end. Like, the talk is the doing something.
0: Yeah, there's no run yeah. back to the back of the room with a credit card. But there's
1: only seven places left, and hopefully you're broke <laughs> enough to be desperate enough to give me anything you got left on your credit card so that you can spend the next two or three years paying that off, and mm. uh, you know all, all that stuff that goes on. That's just heartbreaking for for people like myself as well like you know and it's called it it survives in its own space uh that's what
0: i was about to say but do you think that there is a place for that there is a place for that sort of
1: speaking events yeah absolutely there is because if there wasn't it wouldn't exist right so when you come from a place of there's a, a place for everything in the world in the beginning i used to feel sorry if you like for the leaders that did that to people and more importantly, the people, as I, I used to call them lambs to the slaughterhouse, bless them. Um, <laughs> That's but a I, bit sure. brutal. I know it is brutal, isn't it? But it was like that. I saw the phase, especially about seven, eight years ago, it was rife where large organizations, not going to name any names, but they would put multi-speaker events on mm. at huge, huge venues around the world and fill the room with thousands and thousands of people and then put you know, three, four, five, six speakers a day on over a weekend, each speaker would upsell a a minimum of a couple of thousand pound product up to three, four, five thousand pounds a pop. And I saw people literally walking out of those events in a daze, hypnotized NLP zapped and ripped off to the maximum point where they bought four or five courses and were 15, 20 grand in debt. They were going to spend at least these are people that haven't got money in the first place. That's why they're 15, 20 grand in debt. They didn't have the money to buy the courses, Here's how I see. If you spent 10 years and you haven't got money to buy courses, 20 grand is going to take you at least 15, 20 years to pay off. Yeah. Because you've been working for 15, 20 years and haven't got a penny saved up anyway. (laughs) Yeah. So it's going to take you 15, 20 years with a lot of effort to pay that off, right? So you've just basically left this whole mess. And the other thing I know for a fact, because I'm, I'm a student of students, I've done nothing but study for 24 years, that to study more than one discipline takes everything already. So if they bought one course and walked away and then dived into that that course or that person's content and learned everything and internalized it, implemented it, got the results and the fruits of that, great. But when you've bought four or five of these, you kind of almost got no chance. And then you're just living in overwhelm. You're not going to apply any of it. You're going to skim through most of it. Nothing's Mm going to change other than you're going to know a little bit more about stuff. But the physical impact, the actual reality of, you know, the shift in your life is not going to be very, uh, measurable, if you like, for the most people, for majority, and all you're going to have is this massive debt. I've seen people fall out with partners over it. I've seen people get into depression over it. I've seen them in tears. I've seen them beg people for refunds and not get them. It's it's a horror show behind the scenes. What happens after that fact? Mm. Um, yeah. So you know there is a space for. I encourage everyone to invest in their own education for sure, but don't rush into stuff. Don't f- operate in fear and scarcity. You know, go to these events, sit, listen, be disciplined. Don't take your credit card with you. <laughs> Leave the event, let the dust settle, and then see what resonated the most, who connected the most. Look them up, do your research. You know what I mean, and then choose powerfully. Yeah. Okay, yeah. what am I committed to out of all of the, the things? The off show is always going to be there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like, all right, what's my path? What's the one for me? And then go do that and do it properly. Mm.
0: Do you think the the fact that you know, YouTube, Instagram, places like social media is so big now, and there's so much free information out there. And there's so much fantastic free information out there as well, I should add. Love it. Um, Love it. Do you think there's enough people, or here's a better question What do you think it takes for people to seek out that free information and implement it? Mentors. Mm-hmm.
1: Because it is a lot. It is. I love it because overwhelm. I mean,
0: YouTube overwhelm.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I love it because I know who I listen to and who I watch and who I'm looking for. Right. Yeah. But if you don't so know, yes, yeah, you're in a 24 haystack. years in, right. Yeah, that's crazy. what I'm saying. That yeah. for somebody new, it's a needle in a haystack mm. and it's more than overwhelming. So, you know, mentors, you know, the, the people that are where you want to be have found a path. And so, and that's why I always say, look up, look, you know, pull your head up from where you are. Look around. Who's inspiring you? Who's speaking your language? Find your tribe. Find your tribe leader or leaders. Mm. Uh, Find your people that are along the same journey as you are. So you've got a support group, uh, accountability or buddy uh, group system so that you're not on your own. Doing it on your own is painful and unnecessary. So there's a group of people you want to find. You want to find a bunch of people you can do the journey with who are passionate and excited like you are about what's possible ahead. Mm. Uh, Same values, same uh ideologies uh you know kind of that those kind of people and then find the people in those spaces that are delivering real genuine heart-led content uh from the front and and delivering and giving giving back freely uh you know people like yourself people like myself people that are you know we, we've as i said we've been through the the messy part of it or we've gone through been the jungle. Yeah, we've gone through the jungle. We've been through it. We've got the cuts and the bruises and the the tears and the scars to the show it. Paint. Yeah, we've got it all there. And now we can say, right, you know what? It's messy, but it doesn't have to be as messy as it was for me. Yeah. Because I did it, you know, I, I went through it on my own and did made all the mistakes. Guess what? Here's the best way to do it. And that's, that's what mm-hmm. we're sharing here now, right? And so, yeah, finding the the ones that are relevant to you, you'll find them naturally when you find your people. Because then, amongst yourselves, you'll start passing to each other, and then people that you're looking up to become those people. Do you know it's kind of dynamic kicks in, and then as I say, the universe quickly starts to conspire with you rather than against you and uh, Mm. takes your flow.
0: If you could, um, if you could do it all again, what would you do differently in the last couple of years, let's say?
1: What would I do? Differently, so yeah. I, I don't actually like that, that question to that be honest horrible because,
0: question because
1: everything has a reason and you wouldn't exactly. be where yeah. you are without uh, things,
0: yeah. but there's always something that's uh, the thing. Nobody yeah, likes really. the question, but I do always think there's something that you think, yeah, yeah. maybe I shouldn't have done that, yeah. or maybe I
1: should have done, done differently if I looked at all of it and said, what would I have done differently? I would have, gosh, done differently. Do you know what I, I know what how, how to say this. So when I went through this whole around 2010 ish is when the industry got really, for me, really noisy. Everyone mm-hmm. was a self-proclaimed expert. Everyone was an authority and everyone was selling courses on experts and authorities and how to become one. And it just became like that. Right. It's like, yeah, I'll tell you something tell you how to make money out of selling that something, but I'm married around is, that thing. Right. Yeah. When that all happened, as that noise went up, instead of maybe what I could have done differently is dive in and speak about that, I stepped back and got out of the way. Mm. I kind of disassociated myself from that and said to myself, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And just went off on my path. If I was looking at myself now, then what I would have done differently is been more courageous and bold and spoken up more Mm -hmm. said look you know what that's bullshit i would have called it yeah rather than calling it for myself here and walking away i I remember i watched a lot of people that i know a lot we're talking thousands of people that up until then you know I, i built relationships with these people into my seminars and all sorts of amazing stuff I watched a lot of them blindly go into this rabbit hole of whatever that was. Mm. Um, so, yeah. And, and then, like you said, the other side is, you know, that was their path. They, they had to, um, who, who am I to interrupt that? Right. Uh, so, so yeah. yeah, it's, it's that, it's that thing. That's why it's such a horrible questions. Like, I don't know. Would I have done theoretically, I would have done it differently. I don't know. Right. Who knows? <laughs>
0: it, it It is a horrible question. I do agree with you on that. Um, Where did that courage come from then? Because, you know, 2010, you didn't want to have the courage to speak out, but now you do. So what's happened in the last 10 years to generate courage?
1: It got out of hand. So when I first noticed it, I I saw it as a, like, it's so third class. It's so low gutter level conversation that was going on Mm. that I, in my world, I truly didn't believe it was possible for it to get traction i really didn't so i oh, think okay. that's why i was like all right you know and yeah. i refused loads of gigs I, I got called by all the big platforms if you like uh you know to cowpish can you come and speak on stage and da 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 and initially i would say yeah sure i'll come and speak you know and i'll do my thing i'd, I'd love to and then they say, what will you sell us i'm not going to sell anything and i said well we have to sell something because we have to split the revenue at the back of the room and i'm like well then you're speaking to the wrong guy you need to go and find somebody else mm-hmm. it's not what i do you know I'll, I'll happily come and speak to your audience i'll inspire them and i'll share everything that i know and can to help and inspire and lift and do all of that stuff but what i'm not going to do is join in with what everyone else does and as a result they'd come back with oh listen sorry we we'll had to go to somebody else no problem i'm cool but i really didn't think it would take off to the extent and last as long as it did for me i, I would have thought a few of those and people can learn quickly people won't yeah. learn anymore. And as I saw more and more people weren't learning and it went for a year, two years, three years, I think it was about a good three years. And then I was like, this is just ridiculous. 2013, 2014. That's when I started posting stuff about it and speaking about it. And I became very vocal about all of this kind of stuff. Mm.
0: Where do you, where do you think the, um, where do you think the speaker industry is heading then?
1: I'd like to think it's that that, that curve that was going like that. Yeah. In my experience, or if you know, when I take a pulse and look around and when I, when I listen to what's being said and what's visible, I feel it's kind of gone like that. It's not, not disappeared, but I think there's a, mm-hmm. there is a level of, of awareness around the, the, those majority of people that were, you know, as I call them, the lambs of the slaughterhouse people that went in kind of innocently, not knowing what was happening to them. I think they now realize what was happening to them, and yeah. there's a resistance to that pitch if you like that the the companies still do what they do the big ones but i've seen Mm. it less frequent so i'm I'm hoping there's a a, a, i don't know if it's subtle or maybe not subtle but there's a turning point coming where people will be more diligent about who they listen to who they give their attention to you know who they give their focus to because time is valuable Mm. and th- all of those activities waste the one valuable thing that you can never get back and that's time and i think you know i like to, i like to think that, that there's a level of awareness now amongst the personal development space if you like where people can spot the difference or i'm hoping at least that that's what i'm feeling yeah. and uh, there'll be a rise now of the the genuine heart led authentic people that just want to really make a difference Mm. And the ones, the charlatans that are just in to see how they can get them into a squeeze page funnel system and sell them something for five and then fifty and then five hundred and keep going until as much as you can until they run out of money, kind of thing. I think that I, I, I'd like to think those days are very quickly disappearing behind us. And that doesn't mean funnels and systems are that. That's just a description if you don't like yeah, of how yeah, exactly. communication evolved. Doesn't mean those things are disappearing, but the way that they're done is disappearing. Mm. And now those funnels, if you like, become genuine uh, moves forward for individuals of wherever they are. They're at the free level. They're at the paid level. They're at the personal mentoring level. They're at the retreat level. But they're they're making powerful choices along that path versus getting sucked into something.
0: Yeah, I I think think it has changed in the past, not a couple of years, more so I'd say 18 months where people have stopped doing the – crappy ebooks to upsell, yeah seven dollar you know one week course or whatever um i'm seeing far less of those on my on facebook ads and things like that which is great and i am seeing much more people still doing the you know still having some sort of offer because that's the business model right right Uh, but what they're offering now seems to be a little bit more substantial with things um I've, I've seen lots of things about having calls and much more one-to-one time with individuals. Yeah, exactly. Where, and I think the reason is, is because as the business owners, they've realized that they want the right people in the room as it were. Right. Mm. Whereas if you have a free ebook, you know, you don't have any control over who downloads that, who reads it, who gets on your email list, who yeah. who steps through your door. If you have an event. Yeah. Whereas if you make that, initial entry level a little bit higher in terms of the one to time or, or money let's say yeah. it enables you to filter who you're going to have in the room because yeah. you know even even for your for your speaking engagements you want the people in the room that want to be in the room for sure you, know, you, d- you don't want a room full of people that are that are switched off and no. and not yeah. interested and on their phone and on instagram or tiktok now and yeah, it's not. It's not going to help your story or help your message, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, for you, what do you think is the hardest thing? And this is this is a, probably a big question as well. But what do you think is the hardest thing about being a speaker? You're just going to say well, nothing. It's great. Do
1: you know what? Honestly, in my world, it is. But yeah. I want to speak to the people that it's not that, that didn't have that experience where they got up and it was easy and it was just what mm. they were born to do. That was my experience. Right. And I'm, I'm forever grateful. and you know, kind of thankful that I was born. I always say everyone's born with something. I was born with that. And thank goodness I was, because there's nothing else on this planet I'd rather do than do that. But that's not everybody's experience. Sure. I want to speak to the people who's, first experience or even second third fourth or 50th experience isn't that mm-hmm. that you know as a speaker i often feel that we have a we've taken on a responsibility because as a speaker we're saying right i'm going to be vocal about something i'm going to voice to inspire to lead to influence to move the, the people that i can and that you know uh, to quote something cheesy, Spider Man, you know, with great power comes great responsibility, right? Yeah. Um, I'd say to every speaker and upcoming speaker that's along that journey that just respect the power you have and don't use it to um, abuse and mislead people, but you use it to effect that it can have, which is profound. It's eternal. It's, it's a rip. Mm. You know, one person in your audience that is inspired by your level of integrity, as a All of a sudden you've got this army of other speakers that you've inspired because of who you are in the game. Be that speaker, be the speaker that people speak about decades after you're not around. Uh, you know, that, that would be my advice to any speaker that's on the journey. And it might take a little bit longer to do that, and that's fine. And you might not have the, the, huge noise that other people have because that's not your focus your focus is different right it's not about how much noise can i create with low value Mm -hmm. it's how much value can i create that that impacts and then it will impact the right and relevant people but it will do it for a much more sustainable period of time as i often say 24 years later i'm still here and all of those experts and authorities and authors have disappeared they're in the dust somewhere like you know most of them that i've seen and come and gone over the last decade i don't even know where they are anymore you know there's a couple hanging around but for the most part they, they were fashionable they were mm. they were you know they were trendy for the time if you like and so yeah you know when, when you get on this what you know what are you going to be doing 10 years 20 years 50 years from now and, and come from that place right don't mm. just kind of buck the the trend
0: yeah i hope your state your entry song onto stage is i'm still Standing" by elton john then <laughs> <laughs>
1: I like that. It needs
0: I mean, to be. It will have to be right. Yeah. Next time, <laughs> next time crazy. I see you on stage, I, that's what I'm expecting. now. If I see you come out, I'm like,
1: yeah, I love he, it. You're still standing. <laughs>
0: um, here, two two last questions for you. First question is, how do you prep? How do you prep for a talk? What do you do in terms I of your that. state? Uh, you know, we we've all seen. Well, I'm sure a lot of people who have who are into personal development have seen Tony Robbins does his jumping up and down thing, his breathing techniques. Um, so do you have a routine or is it just you rock up and, and go just rock up and go? Nice.
1: I'm so glad you asked me. And for me, that's a professional speaker, a professional speaker. It's just who you are. So you don't have to change state because you're already in state. It's who you are. It's, it's kind of that, right? So I am who I am on stage and off stage. And when I'm on stage, I just ramp it up. That's all because i'm because i'm lifting an energy right so when you have got yeah. the larger the audience the more energy you need to give to that audience to keep them uh, engaged but i don't i don't need to change who i am to get on stage it's in fact something i'm looking forward to so i'm already you know i'm kind of ex- excited and ready i'm, I'm just always ready I often so you can wake me up at three in the morning and say Couchs, there's a bunch yeah. of people downstairs come <laughs> and deliver and i'll be like yeah cool well, let's do this
0: do it in your dressing gown why not
1: yeah exactly right so yeah you know, when when it becomes who you are, you don't need to do anything to change anything, mm-hmm. right? Changing state, for me, is a great strategy to deal with your everyday emotions. When you're not being great, when you're not being the best version of yourself with your partner, when you're not being the best father or the best brother, the sister, the best son or daughter, when you're not being at your best at whatever it is you're up to at that point in life, change state, manage your mm-hmm. state. Do do what you got to do to snap out of it, as you say, right? yeah i've done it for so long i i practically snap myself out of stuff in the moment that it's coming up so you know if somebody says something and it presses a button i literally can discharge that in that moment because i notice it because my level of awareness is that right if somebody does something that i find upsetting before i might sit in that for you know in in the beginning 20 plus years ago it would be like everybody else you know weeks months and often years of holding on to stuff mm. they that's so a distant memory that like, i don't I don't hold on to anything for more than a few minutes, like really. And even the most excruciating of things like losing people that you love, you know, people that pass away people that you love, I can have leaps and bounds of progress, even with those most extreme states of devastation. If you like, I can recover from those within days rather mm-hmm. than, you know, the painful weeks and months and years that it takes for most of society. So Changing states is great for those times when you're in a dip, when you, we've when been taken out of the game, if you like. But other than that, if you're practicing being the best you as often as you can, then being on stage is just another one of those things that you do, right? There we go. It's in your blood, yeah. literally. Exactly.
0: So uh, my final question is something I ask all my guests and you actually kind of already answered this a couple of times, uh, but if you were gonna give three tips and bits of key
1: value, to anyone listening, what would they be? Three tips. Huh. Practice everything that you're committed to daily. Like, you know, all the time. Get into the habits that define you. So if you're if you're committed, for example, your everyday move. Move about every day, whatever that looks like for you. Do things that fit the things that you're committed to daily. If you're committed to being a speaker, read regularly. Listen to somebody that's great regularly, like every day. And and this is what I mean by then it just becomes who you are. You're literally rewriting everything, right? So one of the things is whatever you're up to, do it every day. Sharpening the source so to speak, right? The best people at anything are the ones that do it the most consistently consistently over time. Um, Kaizen, I don't know if you're familiar with that concept. It's a Japanese concept. And it's literally that, you know, doing whatever you're committed to mastering every day. Yeah. And so that's one thing. The second thing would be give back, like give back everything that you want to attract without an expectation. So again, if you're, you know, if you're declaring yourself to be a great speaker, then speak as much as you can. And not, not only when you get uh, paid or only, you know, don't have rules around at the beginning Mm. of your game, just get it done. Like, an opportunity arises, take it, arises, take it. Just give. When you keep giving, 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 it free something up in the human spirit. Your attachment to receiving disappears. And then when you start receiving, it's from a place of abundance rather than uh, scarcity. Like you, you release all of that expectation, right? So just give, 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 give without expectation. Once you release the expectations and it completely disappears from everything inside you, then whatever you get back is a bonus. Now you're, again, you can only ever win from that place, right? Yeah. So the second thing is practice giving without receiving anything, and then see what world opens up for you. And the third thing would be to uh, focus on more than you. Like really, that the, the biggest impact I've had is when I've realised that my life—and this is just personal, it's a personal view—but my life is not about me as much as it is about the impact I'm going to make while I'm here. Mm-hmm. It really isn't about accumulating stuff and owning stuff and look what I've got. And that that's just it's fine. That's all. We all go through that phase. That's the ego loving it all up. Great. Um, you've know, been there and done all of that. Wonderful. But then what? So answer the, then what question, like when you've got it all and all the things you think you want, when, when you've got all of that, there comes a time when you realize that it's not that, if you can find out that before wasting all of those years collecting stuff and get to the point, what's the end game? What are you really here for? You know, what you know, beyond all of that? If you can find that, the quicker you find that, then you're just living your purpose, right? And then life is so blissful. You can live your purpose right here, right now. It's got nothing to do with your circumstances, your surroundings, your bank balance, the cars you drive, the homes you live in. The, all of that is all bonuses, they're all I see on top find yourself as quickly as you can boom and just that. Be
0: that. three gems right there dude <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the show for being on founders 365 for being guest number 27
1: oh wow 27 i like nice number by the way yeah
0: 27 yeah, exactly. january 27th guest number
1: 27 oh, it, i didn't even notice it was 27th today i know <laughs> time is yeah. fine, right 27 for me, I love numbers, right? And it's it's a division of three. It's divisible by three. And three for me is like the magic number of the universe. So Brilliant. everything somehow. It was meant to be. It's beautiful. It's very divine. It on that note, be. I'll just quickly do a plug. Yeah, um, yeah. Plug. It's plug versus the cell, but it's a genuine plug Wait, from the plug. top. Uh, I touched on it briefly with you earlier. World Transformation Organization. I'd just love to leave everyone with a gift of myself and a couple of friends set something up for World Transformation Organization. If you look up WTOhub.org, It's a global movement of people like you and I that love making a difference. It's everything I've spoken about. There's no agenda. There's no selling. There's none of that going on. It's not business oriented. It's a movement where we are joining the dots, if you like, of people that make a difference. I always say there are millions of people like us that make a difference and all of us go uncelebrated, unrecognized for the most part handful of us get a little bit of some of it which is nice but we don't do it for that so oftentimes we don't get it because that's not what's driving us but that doesn't mean it shouldn't be celebrated so we create something called world transformation day so there's a day to celebrate the people you know in your life your mother's mother's day father's father's day loved ones valentine's day but there's not a day that celebrates people that make a difference they wake up every morning to make a difference and that's all they're about so we create world transformation day and we celebrate those that make a difference and we celebrate by making a difference ourselves. So a little bit like the ALS challenge kind of thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, So it's the first Sunday of April every year. We've had two so far. This year is our third one. And we're committed to reaching a million people's lives this year. And the only way we can measure that is through our hashtag. So we're asking everyone on the first Sunday of April, this year happens to be the 5th of April, do something that makes a difference. Whatever that is, whatever your version of that is. And take a picture, take a video of you doing that thing and share it on all of your social media with hashtag WTD2020. And that way we'll click on that and count it up and see how many people we've reached this year. The goal is a million lives touched. And um, we're going to do that. We, we, and, and the other thing you can do is tell people about it. That's how we're going to reach a million people. Exactly. Share with as many people as you can about World Transformation Day, first Sunday of April, and just ask the question, what are you going to do to make a difference on that date? And uh, we've, we've broken it down into five different things you can do. One is... Acknowledge somebody that's made a difference to you in your life publicly and hashtag WTD2020. Just write something or video it, vlog it, whatever. The second thing is take on a personal transformation. Pat a dog if you're scared of dogs, hold a spider if you're scared of spiders. Do something that you normally fear or avoid or take something on that's beyond your comfort zone that you've been wanting to but haven't. That might be a 30-day fast of some kind, taking you losing weight or gaining weight or putting on muscle, exercising, whatever it is around your life that you've you'd like to do and never get around to it use that day as a catalyst so even if you just do it on that day so something personal the next one's family and friends include the people in your community so your family and friends you can invite them over for uh i don't know barbecue if the weather's right depending on where you are in the world or or lunch or something on the day and talk transformation so don't do what you always do with them do something different so you're having a day that opens up uh, and shines a light on you so you can share you who you really are it's most human beings don't share this stuff with their immediate family even they've got this secret mm. transformation life that they kind of do with their transformation friends and their family don't even know who they are really so on that day share who you are with your family and friends we have people inviting people over to do meditations around their house yoga around their house whatever it is do something that you and it includes them in your world your life your other life then there's community transformation that's the fourth thing do something for your community feed a homeless person, get a group of you together, maybe get your family together, you're kind of doing two or three in one go then, invite your, friend, you know, your friends and family to get together on that day and go and give some clothes to homeless people or feed them, go to an old people's home and spend some time with old people, whatever it is, doesn't matter, do something outside of yourself. And then the fifth one is world transformation. And on that one, we're just saying reach out on social media and do a live if you're brave and if you if do it already, great. If you're not, just be brave, have courage and do one. And if that's too much, just record a video and then load it up. But share your personal transformation story. Every single one of you that's watching this recording or even this live at some point had something that you had to break through, get through that seemed impossible at the time. And yet here you are. And that will inspire somebody else that's going through that right now, because wherever you were and you got through, somebody else right now is going through pretty much a very, very similar situation. And your voice could be the voice that makes that difference. The more voices there are out there that share their personal experiences, the more people will be reached to help them get through their experiences. So do any one or all of those five things on that day. Do them all. Do them all, people. Do them all. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. Absolutely right. So, yeah, but get the word out there. Let's do this. Exactly.
0: There you go. You've all got something to go off and do now. That's a Love fantastic plug. Thank um, you.
1: Thank but-
0: <laughs> you. Thank you so much for being on the show once again. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how the 5th of April goes. um, And I'll be touching base with you around then as well. Why not?
1: Lovely. I look forward to it,
0: buddy. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for being on. And thanks, everyone, for watching and listening. This has been Founders 365.